This is a 980 CKNW podcast. All right, we've been talking about liquor law changes. We've also been talking a lot about cannabis. It's been in the news because of legalization coming on October 17th to this country. Still a lot of questions on how that will look and how things will change. And my next guest has written a book. It is called The 21 Unspoken Truths About Marijuana. And Antoine Canna-McGuire, I hope I am saying your name correctly, is a Canadian medical doctor specializing in psychiatry and the author of this book. Antoine, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and talk a little bit about the background, if you can. What, what prompted you uh, to put this book together? Actually, um, people. People's questions. And uh, from the conversations I have, from the interactions I have with my patients, with coworkers, with colleagues, with family, friends, and uh, I realized that people have a lot of questions about marijuana, about cannabis, and many of those questions uh, go unanswered, and they don't have clear answers. Uh, talking to moms, to fathers, to, to young people who, who are already, who are all uh, having all kinds of questions that they, they don't really have clear answers. This is really what prompted me to write this book because it made me ask myself, how can I help? How can I help to share what I know about the substance or what I see, what I live every day in my job? So I said I will probably uh, I will, I will write this book to try to share with as many people as possible uh, uh, the, the answers to these questions. It does raise a lot of questions, I think, for people as well, whether you're a parent, whether you're a younger person, somebody who who uses cannabis or doesn't. Because on the one side, we find people who are very pro-cannabis and who have been pushing for legalization will tell you that there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. There is, there is, there is no negative side to it. But then we hear from often from the medical side, from other sides saying that's not true. And it does leave people, I think, with a lot of questions as to what the truth is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for example, the, the young people I meet sometimes in the ER, they are asking, they are, they are telling me, you know, cannabis is good for you. It's going to be illegal. Uh, that means there is no side effect at all. I tell them there are a lot of things that are legal, but that, that have a lot of side effects. So uh, you cannot say because it's legal, it doesn't have any, any, uh, any problem with it. So I tell them, uh, and I say this in my book, that cannabis might not be the most dangerous drug out there, but it carries its own risk. For example, if you're under 25 years old, your brain is still developing. Your brain is still uh, uh, developing crucial, crucial parts of your brain are still developing. For example, the frontal lobes. We, we, which are responsible of decision-making and attention and focus are still developing, and cannabis inter, in, might interfere with the develop, with, with development of those specific parts of, of your brain. So uh, I explain this in the book, that if you're under 25, it can even have uh, more side effects or more negative effects. 
For example, cannabis might increase the risk of psychosis, especially for the people who are vulnerable. Uh, and this, this can be very, very dangerous. For example, the risk of schizophrenia is 1% in the general population, 05 to 1% in the general population. For people uh, who use cannabis, if, for example, you have a member of your family who has schizophrenia on the first degree and you use cannabis, your risk of schizophrenia or psychosis increases to 20%. So that means for people who have already a certain vulnerability, the risk of psychosis can explode. And even to those who don't have any family members who had psychosis, it can still increase the risk of psychosis. So these are the things that you don't hear about very much for you know, from the from the people, or they are they have questions, but they don't have resources to know the exact answers. And how do we know that? How do we know that it increases the risk of psychosis, so, or even in- increases depending on on your genetic makeup and your your family, uh, increases the risk of becoming addicted? Studies we have studies, and I I cite all my sources in the book for. For somebody who really wants to go far, uh, I cite the the, the, uh, the, the the studies that are published in the most prestigious uh, medical journals, either in Canada, in U.S. and U.K. So you can you can you can see that all the the, the, the for example the psychiatric uh, organizations or associations uh, emphasize this because it's it's not really questionable. I was in a meeting recently in Montreal where uh, adolescent psychiatrists, uh, the psychiatrists who take care of teenagers, well, they had all a consensus about this. And there are extensive studies detailing the link between cannabis and the increased risk of psychosis and even the increased risk of depression and uh, anxiety. But when I say this, I want to make sure that people don't get me wrong. I'm not here to try to, 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 to make any judgment. My book is entirely non-judgmental. It's very inclusive. It, it just want to give, uh, to, 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 to give, to create awareness about these things. Because whether you are for legalization or against legalization, if you are a father or a mother of a 15-year-old girl or, or a guy who, who's try, who starts using cannabis, uh, the main preoccupation for you is not whether it's legal or not, or legal or illegal. You, you really want to know what is cannabis, what can it do to your child's brain. So this is what I focus on the understanding of the substance so that whatever choice we might make, at least we know we're making well-informed and educated decisions. Uh, which is key in this, and even looking at the book in one of the chapters uh, that deals with depression and anxiety and looking at whether or not cannabis can lead to symptoms of that, uh, I found that interesting as well because, again, there are so many advocates who would argue it actually treats depression and anxiety, uh, but then looking at whether or not it can also lead to the symptoms of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, yeah, this is very interesting because... Uh, 
the, the, the THC, which is one of uh, actually cannabis has has about hundred uh, cannabinoids in it, and two main cannabinoids are THC and CBD. Okay, and THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is the one responsible for uh, for for psych- psychological effects, or if I can use the, the, the simple term like that, is the one that is going to get you high. And the, the CBD part, the, uh, the CBD is not going to get you high. It, it even have, uh, according to certain studies, it can even have anti-inflammatory and uh, anti-inflammatory effects. That's why it's been tried in epilepsy, for example, in, in some cases of chronic pain, and it's been used for, uh, for uh, uh, cannabis has been used for people with cancer for, for, to increase uh, appetite and re- reduce nausea. So yes, it can have a medical use. Uh, we still need to do a lot of research about it because of the uh, we don't have like extensive medical medical studies, and medical literature uh, detailing the the, 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 the uh, this. But we cannot deny that there has been there have been people who have benefited from this um, from this medical marijuana. Uh, that said, a lot, a lot of studies and have shown that cannabis, especially when it turns into addiction, especially when there is a heavy use uh, of marijuana, of cannabis, has been linked to depression and anxiety. So this is a consensus between all experts or psychiatrist associations that I know uh, have a consensus around this. But I understand the people who are activists, you know, they uh, probably found studies here and there that support the claim. But according to all psychiatric associations I know, there is a link between cannabis use, especially heavy cannabis use, and increased risk of, of depression and anxiety. Hmm. Uh, there's also a chapter that looks uh, at uh, careers, uh, ambitions, uh, and dreams, uh, kind of talking about the uh, can, it, can it take away your motivation? And are, are, are there enough studies to look at that and to, to come up with a clear answer? Yes, I, I, again, I cite the, the studies I, I, um, uh, that, that support my uh, uh, that, that getaway drug uh, or frontal drug uh, uh, chapter. And uh, yes, we can see this in studies, but we can also see this in our, in our daily uh in our daily practice. So we, we see, uh, for example, I can cite, uh, uh, like we meet a lot of people in, in ER, you see parents uh, bring the, the, their son or daughter, 19-year-old, or a student, or, or her life, or his life, and all of a sudden, grades started to, to drop, and they don't really care about doing their, their work, they don't 
participate in family activities, they are not interested, and the parents suspect the kid might be depressed. They bring the kid, they evaluate, there is no clear signs of depression, but we realize that there has been changes in, in, the, in, in this teenage in this teenage life. And uh, the only change we can see, for example, is that the child has started to use uh, cannabis or other drugs. Because uh, a motivational syndrome is not only linked to cannabis. It's really one of the, the major signs that we see in any addiction. It's, it's like a common syndrome or a common symptom that we see in all addic- addic- addictions. So um, it, it's, it's something we see in our clinics and it's something we we also can document in studies of course yeah all right and again like you said the book is uh has been put out there uh, you cite various studies and research and that uh, people can take it can read it and as part uh, of a bigger research uh, can people where can people get it if they want to take a look at it at uh, the book yes yes actually the book can be found on amazon that uh, CA can be found in, uh, uh, in chapters Indigo and uh, and uh, if you're in Quebec, it can be found as well in Renault Renault Bread, which is another book uh, bookseller, and it can be also found on my website drantoine.org. All right, we will have to leave yeah. it there, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was great to talk to you today. It was great having you again. For, I, this is a book written out of love, out of care, just to share. No judgment. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.